Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara, and this is Bay Current. After two weeks of torrential rains, atmospheric rivers, and bomb cyclones wreaking havoc on California's infrastructure and claiming human lives, Late Sunday night, President Biden declared that an emergency does exist in the state of California. But what does that declaration mean for the state? And what are some ways we can prepare for similar climate emergencies in the future? To get some answers, I spoke with Francis Edwards, Deputy Director of the National Transportation Security Center at the Mineta Transportation Institute. When the governor does declare a state of emergency, who gets that funding and how much is it usually? What does it cover? So when the governor declares a state of emergency, that's telling public agencies, cities, counties, special districts, other state agencies, that they now have the opportunity to access state resources for assistance. They also will have their flood-related expenses covered 75% by the state. It must take many steps to get to this declaration of emergency, right? What are the steps to a presidential declaration of emergency? So everything starts with the local government. All disasters are local. That's the FEMA motto. And so the mayor or the city manager or the city council have to declare a local emergency. That's And then they make a request to the governor for a state of emergency. So that begins the process. If there are one or two counties that need help, the governor can declare a limited state of emergency for just one or two counties. On the other hand, when there are many, as there are now, he can declare for multiple counties at the same time. So the governor's declaration covered 17 counties. He also requested the president to declare a state of emergency. So what he's saying is the state of California doesn't have the resources to care for 17 counties at the same time. So they would like federal assistance. The president agreed. So the request goes to the president. He agreed on late on Sunday night that yes, California having 17 counties underwater at one level or another did exceed the ability of the state to do it on their own. And so then the president declared a state of emergency, which now 
allows the federal government to assist the state. So now the condition we're in right now, the state of emergency, means that the federal government will pay 75% of what they call Part B, public assistance. So this is things like public safety overtime, providing shelters, managing evacuations, repairing damaged infrastructure. So all those roads that you've seen with the surfaces washed away, um, culverts that are damaged and so forth. The sinkholes and whatnot. Right. That's all going to be covered 75% by the federal government and only 25% is left for the state. The state then splits that so that the local government pays 7%, the state pays 18, the federal government pays 75. So you can see that's a tremendous help to local agencies because nobody budgets for this level of damage in a disaster. They have a small disaster fund usually that's just intended for smaller kinds of repetitive events. But then there is another level, which we have seen in earthquakes in the past, and that's called a presidential declaration of major disaster or presidential disaster declaration, PDD. And in that, the split is still the same, 75% to the federal government, 25% to the state which means seven and 18. But what's different is that under a presidential disaster declaration, you can see benefits to other organizations, not just public agencies. So if we got a PDD, the president has options to include in there other kinds of public assistance, not only part B, which is emergency response, but it can also include larger projects, debris removal, and other kinds of work the city will have to pay for on their own if they don't get a presidential disaster declaration. In addition, that disaster declaration can include assistance for individuals and families. So that's where people might begin to see some help. So the kinds of things that are covered are supplemental rent to help people move to a different location, uh, help with home repairs, providing childcare so that people can go to the center and file paperwork to get these kinds of assistance. Psychological care, because obviously people are badly affected by this kind of loss. But until you see the presidential disaster declaration in writing, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. And that is determined through a conference between the local FEMA representatives, FEMA Region 9, the state of California, and the affected jurisdiction. So the affected jurisdiction has to do an analysis of the losses they've suffered, the kinds of damage that's existing in the neighborhoods, how many families are out of their homes, whether people have insurance or not, and all those factors are considered. Now, I have to say, Governor Pete Wilson used to call California America's disaster theme park. We have every kind of disaster possible in the United States. And so because of that, our Office of Emergency Services is very robust. It's a large organization. They work 24-7, 365, because whether there's a major disaster going on or not, there's always work for them to do from prior disasters that they're still cleaning up from. They're still doing the accounting for it. I'm curious, how did the relatively mild 
fire season, mild compared to, I guess, the last several years, impact the likelihood of a presidential major disaster declaration? So that's a very interesting question, because one of the factors that's considered in a presidential disaster declaration is the number of disasters that have occurred in that state within a short period of time. Because clearly, if you only have one major disaster in a year, the state should probably be able to handle that. On the other hand, if you've had repetitive disasters, like three or four or five major wildfires, and then on top of that, you now have two or three or four major storms, you can see that puts a much greater demand on local resources and state resources. And therefore, the federal government, generally speaking, is more likely to provide assistance if there are repetitive events. Now, one of the factors that's considered in the decision on whether to make a major disaster declaration is a, it's called a factor that the uh, federal government creates every year to determine the capability of a state to handle a disaster. And to figure that out, <clears throat> they use the population of the state multiplied by this factor. And right now that's a dollar and 77 cents a person. So what that means is that California has to have $70 million worth of public infrastructure damage before we can expect any possibility of a presidential disaster declaration. If the amount of damage falls below that level, it's not likely that there would be assistance. And this is where the major fire season issue comes in. You could have a flood that only did $30 million worth of damage, but if it was on top of two wildland fires that each did $50 million worth of damage, the president could say, well, the cumulative damage within this year exceeds the $70 million. On the other hand, they're not required to do that. They can look at each disaster individually, but presidents are rational people and they recognize that if your resources are already tied up dealing with major fires that are still experiencing debris cleanup that are still experiencing recovery, then it's much harder for you to also begin an emergency response to a brand new disaster that may not be at the 70 million level, but that is now putting a strain on state resources because of what they've already got committed for these previous events. How is what we're going through now informing how we're going to prepare for what we're hearing might be similar events in the near and far future? Well, I hope that we continue to monitor carefully the exact reasons why we have problems, why we have damage, why we have people that are in the shelters, and try to see what we could do in advance to prevent some of these things from happening. So I mentioned a few things that the city has already done and the water district has already done with better monitoring of the conditions in the valley, uh, cleanups in advance, moving people or trying to move people out of harm's way. But there's things that individuals and homeowners can do to contribute to this. Um, one thing is to get flood insurance. Because if you have flood insurance, then you don't have to worry about whether there's a disaster <clears throat> declaration or not. Your own flood insurance policy will cover you up to the limits to help you with repairs and replacements. Water damage is extremely expensive. And so 
try to get ahead of it. As you mentioned earlier, learn how to use sandbags. You don't just throw them against the house. There's lots of great videos on YouTube. Um, the Santa Clara Valley Water District has some links on their website so that you can learn how to lay your sandbags. Free sandbags are available at a number of places throughout Santa Clara County and throughout the Bay Area. So again, go on your water district's website and they'll show you a link to where you can get the sandbags. When you hear storms are coming, look around your property, pick up any kind of small debris. Are kids toys out in the yard? Do you have yard decorations that might float away? Uh, one of the worst flood experiences I had during my four federally declared floods uh, was caused because somebody had a lot of those little plastic plant pots outside somewhere and they got caught up in the flood and floated into the storm drain and blocked it. So now all the water from that neighborhood couldn't escape into the creek. It was stuck in the neighborhood and it flooded people's houses on the first floor. So try to take a, a good view of your own property and ask, what do I have outside that could float away and become debris and move that indoors, move it into your garage? Worst case scenario, move it into your living room. I mean, it's better to have a plant pot in the middle of your living room than to have it floating away and causing a debris dam to develop in your neighborhood. So another thing people can do is deal with their yard waste in a more rational way during storm season. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. For more Bay Area stories, please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.